Hello and welcome to Permanently Resident, a podcast about the ups and downs of living abroad. My name is Robin, I'm from Brighton, England, and I'm living in San Leandro, California. Hey, I'm Jose, I'm living in Tokyo, Japan, and I'm from California. This is episode 21. Today we're talking about a reverse culture shock. And we have the very special pleasure of uh, inviting today and welcoming today, Raluca. Raluca, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, yep, I'm Raluca. I previously lived in the UK for 10 years and just came back to Toronto, Canada. Um, so maybe we should mention that Raluca is my uh, sister-in-law. Um, mm. She is married to my brother. Um, so that is how we know <laughs> Full each Full disclosure. Um, Thomas the Tank. <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thomas so, the Tank. So as I said, today we talk about reverse culture shock, but maybe we can start and uh, hear a little bit about Raluca's uh, experience living in England. Obviously, I'm from England, so I've got plenty of experience with that. And Jose's been there a couple of times too, so I'm sure he's got some semi-offensive things to say. Uh, so, Raluca, what are some of the things you enjoyed and didn't enjoy so much about living in England? Um, well, I would say um, overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, it kind of started from the very first time I landed. I should say I didn't actually land mm. in England. I landed in Scotland, which... Uh, as you know, Scottish people and English people won't want to be the same thing. So, mm. um, but even the airport, I remember the very first time I landed and everything was so green. I think I was quite shocked by that. I mean, it was so green and the airport was quite small, but even like the customs officer was just so friendly. And I think that was a big shock to me because I don't know what it's like in, uh, in the US, but at least in Canada, the customs officials aren't really that friendly. They're not very nice. It's all business-like. Mm. But here, they're just so friendly. They're like, oh, what are you doing here? Welcome to Scotland. You're going to have a great time. So just from the get-go, people were just really friendly, really mm. enthusiastic, which is kind of like the opposite stereotype that you get of the British. But I found them mm. really friendly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Like, yeah, that's not really what I. That's not really what people say about British people. Yeah. But maybe, maybe people's experience of England is often going to London, mm. which obviously is quite a different experience. And land. Which airport did you land in? Scotland, Edinburgh. Yeah, in Edinburgh. Okay, well, that means there's still a decent size international airport. So. Yeah, it's quite small. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I know what you mean. So yeah, you wouldn't expect to be that friendly, but they're incredibly friendly. Um. And then I remember my first visit, it was actually to scout out the university that I was going to go to. And yeah, people were just so nice, very friendly. They just felt quite genuine. And mm. I think coming from Toronto, which is just such a big city, um, people here can be quite focused on themselves, or at least they're not very friendly. They're very kind of in the rat race, very busy. Whereas mm. here, the pace of, in Scotland, the pace of life was quite different. I really enjoyed that. It was almost... Well, it's like slowing down and just taking the time to chat to someone. Um, I really liked that. Yeah, so I felt very welcome, which is probably not something a lot of people say when they first land in the UK, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think, yeah. Go on, Jose. 
No, I was just saying that's uh, totally different from my experience when I came into London. Oh, boy. <laughs> As uh, when I landed, uh, you know, I, I made just a really kind, you know, I made what I thought was a, a you know, a little gracious comment. You know, I, they asked me, why did you come here? I said, you know, I came here for the the great food, you know, the, the, wonder, <laughs> the wonderful weather. And there's a lot of beautiful women. And I was quick. <laughs> And I was quickly put into a five to ten minute detention after that. So, <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, so it's quite different from the reception uh, you got. So yeah, I got well, an amazing uh, reception compared to that. I'm sure Raluca was a little bit politer than you were, so that's probably explains that. I mean, I think there's something I've often heard from people that um, both visited the UK and then also non-English people living in England mm -hmm. uh, English people are normally quite genuine mm -hmm. polite uh, yeah. you know willing to help if necessary but mm. quite kind of guarded and closed and you know if you want to try and develop any real relationship with them that can be quite difficult I don't know what mm. was your experience with that was, was Thomas an easy mm. nut to crack or not <laughs> Thomas the tank no, I guess he wasn't the easiest nut to crack, but I mean, going to university was probably kind of the time that British people would be very friendly, mm. you know, in freshers week at the start. So I probably got a bit of a different experience just because everyone was really keen to make friends, especially if you were from abroad. They're like, mm. wow, Canada, you know? maple syrup like do you see moose <laughs> everywhere right? so, I feel like I was quite lucky with that that everyone was just really keen on making friends it, I'm sure it would have been different if I went there to start a new job for example mm -hmm. even on holiday but I think because it was university yeah, mm. everyone was really keen to be very nice <laughs> and friendly Mm. Makes sense then. So a little aside. So who who made the first move then? Was it you or was it uh, oh. was it him? Well, well, maybe this is like character characteristically British. But I remember we met in the dinner queue in our halls of mm. residence, and obviously we're like, hi, like I'm Raluca. Like, what's your name? Oh, I'm Thomas. Where are you mm. from? And I was like, oh, I'm from Canada. And he's like, oh, is that the fifty first state? Ha 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 ha. So <laughs> that's how it started. But Thomas yeah, with a strong pickup game right there in the queue. <laughs> like it. Or the pool. I guess you would say pool game in, in England, right? Different. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Perfect way to pull. Yeah. There we right, go. Well, I'll, I'll bring that up with him next time I see him. <laughs> I got to bring, <laughs> bring Thomas out with me. <laughs> Right, so, uh, so yeah, so I guess you, you're at the University of St. Andrews, right? And that's a, a little bit of a different mm -hmm. experience. How, how was your... Yeah, that's very true. But then you, then you worked a couple of different jobs, right? And then you moved again. So how, how was yeah, your ex more general like... experience living and working in England? Yeah, I feel like I had quite a good kind of sampling of the UK. Because as you said, first I was four years up in Scotland in St. Andrews, which is quite a different place to the rest of the of the United Kingdom. Then I was in London working for a year and that mm. was really different too. That was more big city, a lot more like Toronto. Um, people are still nice. I mean, I remember if you have like luggage on the tube and people see you struggling, they will help you. I mean, they're very kind in that way, which they're mm, not going to help mm, you. Mm. <laughs> so, so, um, <laughs> I guess 
<laughs> I guess Japan's Japan's a bit different. Like people are very kind, but you know, I was walking yesterday in the subway mm-hmm. station and this uh older gentleman, maybe plus seventy, fell down, mm-hmm. like down the stairs, like oh just God. a couple stairs. Yeah, no, but it was still pretty bad because you know, when you're older, a fall like that, you know, yeah. easily easily breaks something, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> About like five people walk by him, like just oh looking God. at him, but like it's it's typical Japanese, like uh, you know, kind of feeling shy to get involved I guess yeah so but I'm sure if it happened in London it'd it'd be different right oh yeah I think people would rush over and you know call 999 like are they okay definitely yeah Yeah, actually I was looking at their smartphone walking by (laughs) like okay (laughs) yeah well as an aside we were just similar to that we were I'm driving in Toronto yesterday and all of a sudden there was like a man on the side of the road selling some goods and he was sitting on a stool and all of a sudden this guy came up to him and kicked him in the chest and like pushed him straight into the oncoming traffic yeah so I feel like that wouldn't really happen in London (laughs) maybe but yeah that was quite drastic so and then we were the only car and actually um saw if he was okay yeah it's weird it's weird how in different places people react differently to those kinds of things mm, mm, mm. See. so is there anything that you really struggled with throughout the whole time you were in li- living in england or you felt like you became british at heart eventually um i think the thing that kind of got to me after about maybe four five months was just the weather it was really cloudy mm. and really rainy and it really did affect my mood also being so high up in scotland you didn't get a lot of sunlight in the winter so the sun would rise at about nine in the morning and set maybe like two thirty-three. um so there wasn't a lot of light and i think that definitely affected my mood i mean yeah i was a lot more i'm not as optimistic as I would have been in Canada. But maybe that is the people around as well. Maybe they're getting moody as well. (laughs) I mean, that's true though, because you know, some of those, some of those areas, like I know in Alaska, for example, and up there with uh, less sunlight, Mm. the the suicide rates, for example, are much higher than other parts of the US. So uh, weather definitely does affect your emotional and mental state, right? And sunlight, yeah, sunlight too, yeah. Seattle too definitely. has a high, high rate like that. It's always rainy in Seattle, right? Yeah. That must be why I'm so mm. happy and optimistic now because I've been getting more sunlight than in the past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go to Seattle, you'll be dead within a year, Robin. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, and then I would say I really integrated, probably it took a good five years, maybe even six years. I think... So after I worked in London, I was then in Devon, which is in the southwest of the UK. It's a much more rural area. It's in England as well. And I think that was really different to London. And it was a lot, I really had to kind of integrate into just the humor, um, even just the cultural, cultural things like what was on telly, what people were talking about, just in the local community. It's a very small community as well. So I think that actually really helped my my integration. And I knew that I was pretty much in there when I could actually understand like all the jokes in the office. So mm. 
That's when I knew I cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> cracked the code, nice. Cracked the code, cracked the humor code especially. <laughs> yeah. So um, I know just before you left, you became a, a British citizen, right? And um, I know previously I talked a little bit with Jose about becoming a, an American citizen. So yeah. what, how do you feel about that? Do you, would you, do you feel British in any way? Um, or is that um, just a piece of paper? When it actually happened, I don't think I thought kind of twice about it. But then when I came back to Canada and just mm. felt so out of place, I think mm. that's when it hit me that, yeah, I actually, I, I think I integrated a lot. I really, really came to enjoy and really live in that way of life in Britain. And, and that, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy now that I'm a citizen. Yeah, and coming back has really kind of showed mm. me that yeah I, I really did adopt a lot of the british customs and the humor um yeah so that was quite interesting that coming back was what made me really appreciate it mm. Mm. well maybe that's the perfect time for us to move on then and talk about reverse culture shock mm. so we've identified i think three three things to talk about so uh, uh let's talk about those so you you got back uh to canada in mid-november is that right Yep, around two months ago. Yeah, almost two months now. Okay. Toronto, so, right? Mm-hmm, Toronto, yep. Mm -mm. So I think the first thing you mentioned to me before was that you felt like you'd kind of gone back in time when you uh, when you moved back. Tell yeah, us a little definitely. bit about that. Definitely. Mm. I wasn't expecting it at all because I had been going back to Toronto every year for Christmas holidays and I never really experienced anything weird I didn't feel out of place I had a nice holiday every year um but this time when I came back and you know I knew mm. that now I was settling down in Toronto again it just felt as if I was almost going back in time just when I started interacting more with people having to do just small things like setting up a bank account um, mm. even posting a letter just these really small things that mm. I knew how quickly they could be done in the UK and how quickly they were done there. And then when I went back to Canada, there was a lot more steps involved, a lot more mm. kind of checks. It took a lot longer and it wasn't just because of COVID, just, you know, regular things took a lot longer and it felt like almost going back in time. And also just the fashions as well, mm. um, kind of home decors and people's houses it really yeah it was very weird for me it was it was a big shock because it felt like i was going back 10 years in time in the uk and i wasn't expecting it i think that's the most shocking thing that i wasn't expecting it you know raluca i have a lot of family in canada like mm. uh some cousins a few cousins living out there going to the university making professional careers and you know, I always hear how much greater Canada is in the U.S. It's safer. Yeah. We have the we have the best healthcare system. <laughs> Why can't you guys take care of COVID? Uh, co what's what is it? COVID, COVID, like us, and uh, <laughs> and, you know all those kinds of things. So it, it's yeah. I'd like to really hear your perspective on uh, what are some of the the difficulties you're encountering in Canada. I guess. Um. So I would say one big thing is cost. Cost is very high. Mm. Um, cost of food is very high um, cost of basics like just mm. cell phone plans internet 
anything like that is very high um Mm. five times the price that it would be in the uk even things like oh this this really got me so i have a friend who lives in ottawa and she was going to come back for christmas um to Mm. see but as she was in ottawa so i was going to call her not realizing that anything like outside of 11 kilometers from your house is Mm. aggressively like while you're making the call so if you call someone that lives like 20 kilometers away that's three dollars if you then call them they're like 50 kilometers away that's like four dollars a minute and i was just like what (laughs) What (laughs) how can i not call all of canada for the same rate so just things like that it's like what (laughs) and so yeah cost is very high what else driving is kind of tricky um (laughs) i would say drivers here are not as polite as they are in the uk Mm. people like undertake overtake get out of my lane (laughs) you're in my way (laughs) well how is the uh how is the driving test in canada because well tell me first and then i'll share my experience i don't know i've never done one in canada oh you haven't okay (laughs) Well, I think one one reason why drivers don't tend to be very good here, mm. I think, is because the driving test is is so easy. You know, for me, yeah. for me in California, I you know, Jose gave me a two or three <laughs> hours of lessons, and then I went, and then I went and took the driving test and passed it. I no mean, way! That, I'm un- a sensei. I'm a teacher. You are. <laughs> well, I mean, that being that, ridiculous. I, I mean. That might be the case, but I think that the the uh, the truth is that the test is very easy. Um, wow. That's because driving is an easy skill. <laughs> Not uh, in the UK. No, <laughs> I struggled a lot. Um, so I started driving, like obviously as a teenager, I had lessons in Canada. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was like, I can do this. I got the hang of this. And then I'd never actually passed my test or anything or taken my test. And then I had to start driving in the UK and I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> it was so difficult. I was like, oh, there's all these pedals and there's like, oh, the gears, like what is going on? And yeah, I failed my first test in the UK, passed it the second time, but it's like hardcore. I mean, it's like 40 minutes. They watch everything. You have independent driving. Oh, that was tough. It was tough. <laughs> yeah, in Japan, you're. I know you're forced to go to a driving school, and mm-hmm. you're forced to get some certificate. I guess England might be similar before you can actually take your test and pass. In the U.S., like Robin said, you can just no, no, drive with your mom or a friend or uh, wow. or just a bit. <laughs> get get the basics, and then yeah. pass this easy written test that, like, if you study for at least thirty minutes to an hour, you'll easily pass. So. Wow. It's, but I appreciate something that doesn't have as much uh, red tape, I guess, is better than the other way, spending mm. thousands of dollars at a driving school. But I don't know. What do you think, Robin? You choose one or the other. I'm going to choose the, the one where I can like do it simply. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, it, it was nice for me not to have to spend a lot of money or spend more time in the car with you than necessary. <laughs> uh, appreciate that. But, uh, <laughs> But, you know, I think you see it. It's, I don't, it's not, it doesn't feel very safe here. You know, people mm. cutting each other up all the time yeah. and swerving mm. all around <laughs> the mm-hmm. place. And mm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think I see it from both sides. But I think, you know, in most respects, and I think the U.S. is often the same, 
Like the bureaucracy mm. is worse than in the UK. And I, I'm thinking mm, specifically mm-hmm. about tax returns in the US, but mm. which mm. might be it might be easier in Canada. But I mean, in the UK, for the most part, you don't have to do anything. The, the government calc- calculates your tax for you and either sends you a cr- request for um, payment or they send you your return and you don't have to do anything. Here, it's an ordeal every single year, right? And I, and I don't really understand why it has to be like that. Yeah. How's that Canadian food, by the way? <laughs> yeah, well. Smooth segue there, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> um, the taste of the food? I mean, it's all Californian, so Whoa. Robin can also uh, say if it's good or not. It's quite tough to find homegrown things. Um. Mm. Some things are grown in, in Ontario. So Toronto is in the province of Ontario. A lot of it now obviously is in um, greenhouses because it's winter. Um, mm. But it is quite tough. I mean, the local kind of food industry in terms of actual produce, dairy is only starting to pick up. So only in the last few years we have, you know, small scale dairy farming, for example, or mm. artisan cheese producers. That's a quite a relatively new thing, I would say here. Um, so yes, a lot of Californian produce, a lot of South American produce. Um, okay. It's the size is different. I mean, I remember the first time I um, went to the UK and we went to the supermarket and I was like, whoa, everything's so small. Dude, the lettuce it was a is sad, so small. sad state. When I went to the English <laughs> supermarket, it was just, it looked like these little wrinkled up veggies. And yeah. It looked so like shit. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe the U.S. is putting some chemicals in it, making some super tomatoes. But yeah, yeah, it's funny you said the tomatoes. It was like they're tiny, and the apples. I remember that because we took pictures of the apples just to show oh. people back in Canada how small the apples were in the U.K. Yeah. But then obviously now coming back, you're used to that, and then you see these ginormous apples and really big peppers, mm. and it's quite a shock. Because they're so much bigger than what they were in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Another another chance to bash <laughs> English food, I see. <laughs> <laughs> but I think English food tastes better. I think it has more flavor. I think it's a bit washed out here. All that big size. It's all water. Oh it's all washed out. <laughs> mm. Oh, controversial. Jose, what do yeah. you think about that? Well, well I'm not Canadian, so I don't... I mean, they're not famous for their food, right? So, I mean... They've got um, good poutine and yeah. maybe syrup and bacon love canadian bacon mm-hmm. so, see. it's not all bad I mean, <laughs> british i mean britain itself is or you know england is uh currently the the largest uh the fattest country in europe right did you notice that reluca right before you left or is it, are the people people getting quite big there and how do they compare to the canadian population mm, no i wouldn't say they were that big i mean okay. I don't want to hate on the U.S. I think they're bigger there, at least when you go on holiday. <laughs> they do look bigger of the three, <laughs> but I wouldn't say they look that that big in in the U.K. Maybe it was where I was. Maybe I didn't go to the right big place in the U.K. Okay, okay. See. So uh, let's move on to our final point, which is one that I've also mentioned about living in the U.S. Mm. Look, you said that. Uh, Canadians are much more optimistic than what you found in the UK. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know if everyone in the UK is really pessimistic. Maybe it's just my husband. I don't know. 
But on <laughs> no, but overall, I think definitely in Canada, people are much more hopeful. I think about the future, mm. or they see a lot of opportunities um, that they think you know things are going to get better for them. Or I would say people have a lot more disposable income here, and that probably also helps their optimism. Mm. Um, so you know they're spending; they're having a good time spending. Um, Whereas in the UK, maybe it's the weather, maybe it's society, but people are a lot more kind of pessimistic. Maybe they're more realistic. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Mm. But definitely the, the general mood in society is a lot more toned down. They kind of expect not the best. They expect like something not the worst, but maybe close to the worst. So they won't be too sad when something bad happens. Whereas here I feel people are very optimistic. I yeah. see. Has, uh, has Thomas uh, become more optimistic then since uh, coming to Canada? Well, that's a good question. Maybe a mm. little bit. Yeah, maybe he's mm. like blending in with, with the surroundings now. I tune think in, tune in you... next week to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you kind of spoke to Canadians. So if you're just having a nice chat to them, you wouldn't, mm. they wouldn't give you the impression that something bad was gonna happen to them that day. Like they'd be like really cheery. They'd be like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Then I'll maybe spend some time with my family. Yeah, it should be a good day. And if you just ask kind of the average person in Britain, mm. how's your day? I'm sure they'll tell you at least one thing that possibly will not go according to plan. Mm, okay. So it's, it's subtle, but you pick up on it. <laughs> mm, I feel like one thing that often happens is not everybody, maybe I'm thinking mm. about my mother more than anything else. <laughs> uh, Ask like how someone's vacation was or something. Mm. Oh, how was your weekend away? And <laughs> often they will start with something negative. Like, right. Oh, oh the train was delayed or something like that i was like okay but how was it in general like uh, maybe the train was 10 minutes late but uh you know did you have a good time oh yeah i guess it was i guess it was okay i guess it was yeah okay. oh that is so true where if you ask someone in canada how was your week you know vacation yeah, yeah. in cuba or something they'll be like oh it's fantastic the food was great the resort was brilliant the weather was great it's all positives. Mm. <laughs> it's all very positive. Mm, I see. I, this is a question, Raluca. I wonder because Canadian Canadian people, are, they're very, uh, I feel they're very PC compared to Americans, mm. even more so. Uh, mm -hmm. What would you, or even more so than British people. Uh, is that something you've experienced or is that something you've not noticed? I'm wondering. Oh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Okay. I've noticed that. I don't know if Toronto in particular is quite a liberal place um, mm -hmm. compared to maybe somewhere more out west. Um, that's just very stereotypical, but yeah, definitely very PC. Um, even growing up here, I mean, I know at school we were always taught, you know, be very inclusive of everyone, try not to offend anyone. Um, mm. So that's quite ingrained, I think, from a young age to be very accepting, very politically correct, try not to offend anyone everyone's opinion is very valid um so i think that's definitely part of the culture here and yeah a lot more so than than in the us or even in the uk 
Yes, I've, I've noticed a couple of instances. Uh, I used to work with a Canadian guy and we mm -hmm. didn't know each other. It was just like the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think he called me like Roberto or something. <laughs> my name, he like mis mistook me. And I was like, I'm like, oh, my name's uh, Jose. And like he had this look of dread on his face. Like yes. he had just said, like uttered something deeply racist or something. I was like. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't care. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, I, I got it. Canadians are they're a bit. I mean, that is bad on his part. I mean, that is really bad <laughs> as a Canadian to do that. No wonder yeah. he felt awful. And then, like, I'm working with this other guy. He's Canadian, and then he mm -hmm. came in one morning, and he was like, "Oh, did you did you see the Capitol Hill riots?" And uh, mm -hmm. he was just like waiting for my reaction, and I was like. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw it. Um, it's terrible. Like I, I didn't really know what to say, but I could, <laughs> I could feel like he was waiting for that like supportive, uh, supportive uh, PC type of answer. So, I, my general impression is Canadians are very kind. Very uh, kind. Yeah. They're very, they're very uh, don't want to offend. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're always taking care to, uh, yeah, yeah, be inclusive. So that that was my general feeling in my dealings with with Canadians, and they don't like they don't like dark humor. So I know Robin no. and me, Robin and me got a lot of dark humor and mm -hmm. I feel like Canadians will easily be offended by that kind of humor. What, what do you think though? Yeah, definitely. I remember it was quite funny when I first went to the UK and as you said, like Canadians, they're really inclusive. They try and, you know, everyone to participate. And I remember I kind of got the reputation at university to be like the really friendly one. Like the one who makes sure that like everyone's feeling okay. Um, but that's just, yeah, what we learn at school. I mean, that's just kind of our go-to. Our default mm. mode is just to try and make everyone feel very inclusive. And that's how we feel good if everyone's having a nice time. But I remember in the UK, people were like, whoa, so kind, so much kindness. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, the dark humor is, it's not really a forte, I don't think. Mm. No. Stay out of Canada, Robin. Stay out well, of Canada. Well, I was going to say that Thomas might, uh, Thomas might struggle with that a little bit. I know that he... Uh, well, I always that. tell him, remember, don't offend anyone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> don't say anything that might offend. I think, no, I think once with Canadians, I think it's once you're in their kind of friendship circle or you're, you've kind of passed that first barrier then you're okay. But I think definitely in first interactions, you're not going to want to break the ice with some very dark humor, which I think in the UK you can do. I think that, yeah. that's all right to do. So I guess in the UK, Thomas would be really standard in his humor and that, but maybe in Canada, he'll be yeah. like Thomas, Thomas the surly one. Thomas, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the irony, I think he needs to tone down the irony a bit, I think, okay. <laughs> to really <Yeah>. fit in. <laughs> I think I quickly learned that that doesn't go down very well and that doesn't, <laughs> get, that doesn't get me very far with people. So no. <laughs> I'll only turn it up now when I want to irritate somebody. Um, mm -hmm. Got you got too far with Jose, though, in the end, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you enjoyed that, and so that's, I think, why we spend more time together. But I think I... I, th I think you can probably mention a number of people I managed to offend when we first met because of that. Anyway, um, so uh, to, to kind of draw things uh, to a close, wh where, do you, where do you see your future? Do you think now you've been back in Canada a couple of months, do you think that feels more like home or are you longing for the uh, English countryside again? 
Well, at the moment, I think I'm longing for the English countryside, but I have to give Canada a fair shot. I don't think two mm. months, two months compared to 10 years, that's not fair. So mm. no, I'll definitely stick it out here. I'm sure, you know, as you get more accustomed to it, you get more familiar, you know, and especially now with quarantine, it's not like you can really interact with people. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, once kind of life starts going back to normal, I'm sure I'll ease back into it. Yeah, but I have to be fair. I have to give it a fair, a fair shot. <laughs> well, yeah, it'll take time to become accustomed to it, I think. Mm -hmm, definitely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Raluca. It's been a pleasure. Um, You're very welcome. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, if you've got questions or comments or recommendations for Thomas, then uh, please send us an email at uh, permanentlyres at gmail.com. Uh, and until next time, thank you. Thomas, I'm in your corner. Don't let those colonists push you around, brother. I got you. <laughs> All right. See you guys next time. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.